Attention freelancers and solopreneurs. Freelancers and solopreneurs. You are tuning into the Remote CEO, a show that will help you scale your business, become the authority in your market, grow into a better leader, and create your remote empire. And now, your host, acclaimed business coach and entrepreneur, Deniero B. What's going on, CEOs? This is Deniero B, and you are listening to the Saturday interview episode of the Remote CEO Show. I always make sure to have the most interesting guests and ask them practical and actionable questions so that you can take that knowledge and scale your business with it. So if you do enjoy this podcast, I would love for you to leave a review on your podcast app. It only takes a couple of minutes and it will make a big difference. Now, don't forget that we do release the five-minute episodes every single day at around 6 a.m. Eastern time. So subscribe to the show and you will get bite-sized actionable content delivered for free to your device. Also, share this podcast with other fellow entrepreneurs, freelancers, and solopreneurs. You're on the rise, so it only makes sense that you share this journey with like-minded people. And don't forget that the more you talk about these topics with other people, the more you will understand them and make them part of your everyday life. And now, let's get started. What's going on, CEOs? Daniel will be here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, I'm here with John Wong. He's the owner and founder of Local SEO Search. He helps small and medium-sized businesses rank on Google and dominate their local market. Now, John puts a strong emphasis on relationships, and that's how he's grown his business. He treats his clients like family, wanting to not only help them rank, but to help their business grow and succeed. This conversation is going to be packed with value, so stay tuned. All right, so John, thank you so much for being on the Remote CEO show today. I, uh, I'm very excited because you're the very, very first guest that uh, specializes in SEO. So a lot of the people that uh, follow the podcast, of course, are coaches, agency owners, solopreneurs, and freelancers, and they need to build a brand. Of course, some of them also have clients, and it's good to know SEO uh, so you can do great client work. But at the same time, I think it's super important in general. So can you give us a bit of a background as to why you started your company or you started working in this company and yeah, what definitely. do you want to do? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I, my name's John Vong. I started this agency back in 2013. But before that, I actually come from sales as my background. Um, so I've been doing a lot of advertising sales, uh, I would say 10 years prior to starting my agency. And majority of that time, I worked at Yellow Pages. And at that uh, directory, as you know it, um, it goes in print, it goes to every single home, and it was pretty much the dominant player when people were looking for businesses until Google came out, right? Uh, so imagine 20, 30 years ago, if you were advertising in Yellow Pages or print media or flyers, radio, television, those were traditionally the only games in town. But mm -hmm. today, with the advent of Google, I mean, there's also a lot of apps, social media, different platforms, different digital ways to market yourself from email to banner ads to contextual to affiliate. There's so many different ways. Um, so what I have come to realize is transitioning from print traditional media advertising sales to Google sales was very much similar, 
right? Because I worked at Yellow Pages and pretty much Google uh, replaced what Yellow Pages did very well. And what I focused on was because I, I work with thousands of local business owners in the local GTA market in Toronto, um, I was able to speak and build a lot of relationships um, with business owners and they wanted to shift away because they saw that the value, the return on investment was not as favorable. Right. Uh, because today, like, as you know, it, people are spending more time consuming information online and shifting in terms of the way they were looking for business owners. So um, at that time, seven years ago, I knew there were, uh, there was a need. There were people that were interested, but I didn't know much about SEO at that time. So my background was sales. And so therefore I sold. I spent months and months just selling and then I had to figure out how to rank them. So I was kind of like, like the opposite where I started a business because I knew there was a need and demand. People were frustrated and had a huge client list of potential prospects because I built relationships. Once I uh, figured out how to rank them, that's how I started scaling the business uh, by improving on processes, uh, hiring the right people, but really SEO is by far very similar to what Yellow Pages used to do very well, which is organically showing up in the phone book, but when people were ready to buy, they look you up. And if you weren't there, you had no opportunity to win them over, right? So, and if I'll just summarize what SEO is. SEO is really search engine optimization and that's appearing on the search result on Google, but organically or naturally without paying Google for ads. So usually on the top of Google search results are paid ads where business owners are clicking and every business owner who, who is spending money on Google ads, they're making Google billions of dollars, right? However, the consumers, the users, me and you and everyone else, they probably don't like businesses that are advertising. They probably skip it and go directly to the map and go directly below the map because they realize that people are spending money and advertising for that spot. So they'd rather go to the people that are not spending money. So that's what I focus on, positioning business owners to appear organically for certain keywords or search queries on search engines and ultimately making them become the authoritative figure or expert in their local domain or niche mm -hmm. or product or service. For sure, for sure. Super interesting because I used to do in, in, in sales too, the listeners know this, I used to actually like work for a big con I don't want to make, say too many names right now because, um, you know, but you probably know them from 2013 to 20, like probably from 2012 to 2015, I was working there. And, but we used to do both SEO in Toronto as well as uh, SEO, as well as SCM. And you're right. Like the thing about SEO is the fact that, you know, even after the client canceled for the years to come, they could still show up specific for specific keywords. Whereas when we finished our SCM campaigns or search engine marketing campaigns, we turn off the, you know, the tap, there's nothing coming down and you know, your business is, is going to stay dry. Listen, I wanted to ask you a question about on-page SEO. It's like a lot of the, our listeners do know about SEO, but they may not know the difference between on-page and off-page SEO and everything that goes in between best practices. I know that it is your business, but if someone wanted to get started 
just to see uh, how they could maybe, let's say, for example, a Squarespace website. What would you suggest they do? Yeah, so SEO is a fairly complex um, medium, a channel, right? Um, so it, it depends on your level of technical expertise, but I would say get familiar with some of the terms, right? So there's a lot of videos on YouTube, there's a lot of blogs, and there's a lot of resources out there. So be familiar with some of the lingo, the language, and when we say on page, that's really what's on your website. The challenge with a lot of these uh, rented websites like Squarespace, Wix, or website uh, builders, right, like mm -hmm. GoDaddy, um, you don't really own the website. You're really renting the website because of the fee that they're charging, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't have full access to the back end capabilities. You may be able to install some plugins, but most of the time it's pre-installed by whatever is their platform already existing. So we typically let people know, like if you're gonna be serious and really wanna do a proper SEO campaign, own your website. Build it from scratch, own it on your own hosting or domain, but own that whole access of the website. But if you're already renting it on Squarespace or Wix, there's already predetermined plugins that you can go in and optimize title tags, descriptions, all image tags, uh, content with keyword variations. So there's little pre, um, I guess, plugins that's already mm -hmm. embedded in there, but that's a very small component of. SEO. So that's not proper SEO. People think that's all it takes, but if you really are focused on ranking on competitive keywords, and I always tell people like, think about dentists, okay, or lawyers. Mm -hmm. There's hundreds, if not thousands of them in every local market. And because we live in Toronto, Toronto, there's thousands of them. How do mm -hmm. you rank by just doing on page? fixing title tags, optimizing for keywords. Everybody's like that's doing not, it. <laughs> that's not going to help you move the needle, right? Because Google has over 200 signals, right? So yes, you fix it. You focus on content. You focus on keywords. That, that's one battle of it. Maybe that's a small component of what you need to do. Then the off-page component is really links, right? What are other people talking about to link back to your website? And are they do follow links? Are they authoritative sites linking back to you? Is it natural or are you paying a sponsored link? Is it a guest post or a comment? It's very much uh, a lot of A-B testing and trials. Mm -hmm. And the, the key is you, there's a lot of software out there in this, uh, this space. And we can actually detect what's going on in terms of the competitive landscape. And if you know who the top 10 rankers are on that term that you want to focus on, you can kind of mimic their strategy, right? Versus mm. trying to recreate it. And that's the difference between someone trying to do it themselves because doing it themselves, you need a lot of components. Um, you can't just be good technically, which is development, because you need to compress the images. You need that speed of your website, user experience to be flowing properly. Um, but then there's the on-page SEO component, like strategy in terms of content, right? So you need a content writer. You need SEO people. You need link people, right? And then understanding like the strategy behind how to brand it and get your name out there, right? So 
it's that's why I just focus on SEO because it's fairly complex and we have pillars, right? Like we have a team of content writers. We have a team of SEO people, link builders, um, just SEO managers and SEO assistants. Like it's, it's already so complex just on the SEO space that one person can't do what a team of people can do. For sure. So this is like eye-opening for a lot of people because, you know, we're so used to typing in something in uh, the uh, search engine and all of a sudden something pops up and you're like, well, you don't really think about what's going on in the back end. But listen, when it comes down to content, I know that a lot of my listeners and I train them on how to get actually like uh, featured on magazines, featured on publications and blogs so that they can get both the authority as well as the backlinks in case there's articles that talk about their business. So when it comes down to content, how important is content to getting your name out there and staying top of mind and getting on the first page? So it is a really good topic because um, people always ask, what's the depth, what's the length, and how frequent should you be posting on a blog, right? I always take a step back and say, focus on who you want that content to be attracted to. So who are you delivering this content to? Speak to them, right? Because if you have been running your business for a couple of years, you kind of know who your clients are. You kind of know who your ideal customer is. Right. And sure. once you have that profile and, and that persona in place, then you can cater that content to that type of persona or that person that you want to attract more of. Right. So every piece of content should really be speaking to that person that you or business owner or person individual that you want more of in terms of your portfolio. And once you know who that is, then you can really focus on what are they wanting from you, what kind of information are they after, right? Positioning it by listening to your customers, asking them the right questions, and then diving into what made them decide to choose you, right? Out of everyone else, because you need to know this kind of information before you position your website to compete with everyone else, because you need to know what your unique selling proposition is, what value you bring, what, what differentiates you, right? What is the main product services you offer? Because without that information, you can't even start a good campaign with a SEO company or even your website, right? Like you're going to be putting it out there like a shotgun approach. I always say niche down, focus, really deliver really in-depth quality information, focus not on the, um, frequency, but focus on depth. So I'd rather you spend months creating a really well thought out, re well researched content piece versus trying to just get one piece out a week. Okay, right? no, it makes sense. And then once that one piece is really in depth, then of course it's the amplification piece, right? How do you get the name out there so that other media placements can pick it up, right? Position yourself as the expert. And that's the key, right? How do you spread the word? Because you just like millions of other people are writing content pieces, hoping that it ranks on Google. Right. So it's, it's a, it's challenging for sure. For sure. For sure. And you know, you brought up a very good point. I remember when I first started back in the day writing posts, um, I used to have this one a week mentality and you know, I would get to the end of the week and I'm like, Oh my God, I have to write something. And I would try to put it you know, together something very interesting in my opinion still, but you know, like those thousand words just to say like, okay, 
now SEO is done. It's not true, of course, because at the end of the day, I feel like, no, I feel like I know these search engines, they're there to cater to people's, you know, tastes and what they need at that time. So if you don't make them happy and they leave your page right away or after two minutes, chances are you don't have a good piece of content. It doesn't matter if it's a thousand pages, uh, a thousand words or, or, or like 500 or 3000. Right. So I wanted to know, like for you, for example, you've been running your business since 2013. How did you build and how do you scale your business? Like, did you do SEO yourself and you got found through word of mouth and on Google? Yeah, so it's very interesting. So my background has always been sales and marketing. And at the beginning, I was out there just selling, grinding it out, uh, knocking on doors, picking up the phone and just calling people, right? Um, until I was able to then build a big enough roster of clients, uh, starting getting some reviews out there, um, the word spread. And uh, yeah, I, I did SEO for myself for sure. Um, but it's just another touch point, right? It's all about visibility. The more you're out there in whatever fashion it is, um, then people kind of realize who you are and then you're more of a thought leader, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what you want to be as anyone, any business owner, because if people are wanting you to speak at an event or, you know, they want you to be hosting something, right? Then you know they are there because they know that you know what you're talking about, right? So you want to position yourself from everything you do, from all the content pieces you are putting out there to position you, yourself as the expert. So um, early days, it was all sales. Then as I got better, I really just trial and error, taking care of my clients, making sure they got really good results. And then word of mouth referrals and of course the SEO component. Um, but I, it's a lot of inbound right now. Like I feel like this whole industry is all about reputation. And if people are out there soliciting you, um, why should they need to, right? I mean, if you're doing such a good job, people should be looking and seeking you out. That's yeah. how I feel, right? Um, and it took time. Like, it didn't happen overnight. Don't get me wrong, right? And just like running a bricks and mortar business and how I always look at it is traditionally before Google existed, the internet computers existed, how did these bricks and mortar businesses survive through generations, right? Not decades or one or two years because everyone now instant, like Twitter, Facebook, they're so used to like getting stuff right away. How did they survive generationally? It's by running a really good business, sound quality, sound service, good value prop, positioning well, unique selling prop, uh, all your you know benefits, service, you name it, right? Like you know how to run a good business. That's the same foundational things that you need to bring over when you're in the digital landscape or any business. Without knowing how to run a good business, you're never gonna be successful. However good that SEO company is or ad campaign that you're running or PR campaign you have, if you don't know how to take care of your customers, good luck. 100%, 100%. So when it comes down to outreach, I see your point. I also do see the point of doing outreach because if you want to expand at a faster pace, you might as well do that. But you are so right. There is that tipping point 
when you're out there trying to get business and nobody wants to work with you and then you get to the point where it's actually the opposite calls are coming in and you're like man i don't even know how to handle this i need to hire more people i need to hire people to take the phone calls to deal with the clients get some operations managers so i mean the, there is definitely that tipping point and um listen i wanted to ask you like what are you doing now with your business any future plans what is uh your business taking you or where are you taking your business in the next few years yeah so for me i've been really just focused on refining the business altogether right like making sure the processes are as refined as possible um, understanding who my ideal customers are because I do still fire customers by not asking the right questions or vetting them properly. Um, so I'm still making mistakes. I'm still learning. I, I'm not a seasoned business owner by any <laughs> means. Um, and I still make tons of mistakes and I'm okay with that. Right. And they're very expensive lessons sometimes. Like I, I, try different advertising mediums. I test it before I implement it for my clients. Like this whole space is very, I would say a lot of testing because there's mm -hmm. no absolute answer. And Google's always changing their algorithm all the time, right? So we're staying on top of the whole industry, going to all the events and just learning and ingesting so much content all the time. Um, in terms of where I'm at right now, I mean, I've been running this agency for seven years. I love it. It's my baby. I started it and I continue to still have that passion and drive, right? So I still see myself doing this for the next five, 10, 20 years, unless something dramatic changes, right? Um, I'm a father. So I uh, have a young child that's four and a half. And uh, because of this COVID, I'm spending way more time as a teacher now then uh so this For is sure. a whole new experience of mine so i'm learning it embracing it um uh, and hopefully just making a lot of mistakes but learning from it as well um and then just taking care of yourself right like as much as i want to grow i want to take care of people making an impact right so yes i'm hiring more people to take on stuff that i don't enjoy doing right mm -hmm. and once you realize what your true skill set and what you want to do with your time then you're you're okay with freeing up some of those tasks and responsibility to other people right mm -hmm. um, and delegating giving them responsibility and become more of a leader right so i'm enjoying that i mentor a lot uh so i'm a part of uh you know small business uh enterprise centers in the york region in gta um and then toronto as well um and really just i'm also in the process of writing a book, I have a, a podcast and awesome. I, you know, just staying busy doing stuff that I always enjoy doing. So I read a lot, I take care of my health, I enjoy spending time traveling, not so much nowadays, but, now, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> but all these things like life is short, right? Embrace it, have fun, um, build real, real relationships and connections and just be genuine, authentic, right? And people love it because uh, if you're out there and just spreading the love and helping as opposed to like doing it for the interest of your own and not caring, like hopefully that makes sense. Like I actually care when um, I see someone achieve success, right? Like that's why sure. I take on clients, right? I, I sit down in their shoes to really see if I was them, how would I feel, right? And I want to really see them succeed or else why even take them on? For sure, for sure. 
Let me ask you another question. I was wondering about your team right now. How does it look like? How did you go from freelancers when you were just basically starting out to actually starting to hire a few people? Were you hiring contractors outside of Canada or were you hiring an office in, in the GTA area and the greater Toronto area? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so yes, I started off with Upwork, uh, freelance site, uh, because I had no skill set with SEO at all, no. right? <laughs> and uh, I was in sales and marketing. And that was a big journey and learning experience because so many applicants didn't know what to expect. Um, there were dilemmas and issues because it's a third world country, internet problems, connection problems, all these things that I didn't expect living in here in Canada, right? Um, so all these things I just learned and tweaked. And yes, I still hire overseas and they are committed and they're full time with me, with my time. So I dictate, um, but I also then transition to more localized as well. So I have a team of both um, overseas as well as local um, from my relationships with uh, at, at Yellow Pages, I hired people because of my relationships and I knew good skilled people, right? From my mm -hmm. people that experience. So just getting to know people is a huge advantage that I had. And if you're not in that role of uh, sales or um, getting, you know, in, you're not an extrovert, but introvert, it's very difficult, right? Um, so you, you need to be very um, outgoing, I would say, and interested in other people to be willing to try different things. Um, as an entrepreneur, I pivoted so many times. I made so many mistakes. I still make mistakes today, as you have heard. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm embracing it because there's always the opportunity behind, like this COVID um, of you know, what's going on right now. We've been busy, right? Mm -hmm. Just from what's going on. And I know there's a lot of issues with a lot of business owners, right? Um, and I'm there to support them and give them a helping hand. So as long as you care and you genuinely don't do and not like pretend to care, there's a difference and people can see right through you if you actually care or not. For sure. Super cool. So you're remote right now. Are you almost completely remote as a business or you yeah. said you have some people? Yeah. So everyone's home base. So that's awesome. remote. Um, that's how I set it up the company actually, because while at Yellow Pages, I was actually home base as well. So I was already used to working from home, having my book of business and having a lot of like the functions set up already in place and the work habit, right? So it's different if you're starting off doing this versus going into the office with that social atmosphere. Um, people need to accept it or transition because it's definitely not for everyone. Right. For sure. Uh, for sure. But you just have to embrace it if you want to, uh, because today, I mean, it's COVID, right? No one's allowed to get into the office or take public transit. So uh, you have to work with what you have. For sure. A hundred percent. And honestly, I, um, I was just thinking about this because as you know, my podcast is called the remote CEO. I know there's also a lot of business owners that have brick and mortar, not necessarily just shops, but even just a normal office, service-based business, they're thinking, is it possible for me to do this? And I always mention to my clients, but also on a podcast, you can almost turn any business except, you know, like nail salons and hair places because you got to be there, but almost everything else you can uh, turn it into a remote business and your life would generally speaking would be much, much better. Your lifestyle is better. You're in control of your schedule a lot more. 
Um, listen, John, I wanted to ask you, where can people find you? We had an amazing conversation. I would definitely like if people got in touch with you. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so you can check me, my website out. It's www.localseosearch.ca. I also have a podcast. It's localseotoday.ca. Um, and we really help local business owners uh, because me and my VP of sales, we've have worked with over 10,000 local businesses. He worked at Yellow Pages for over 30 years. So a ton of local experience working with real business owners with real relationships and connections, right? And that's what we bring to the table, honesty, uh, transparency, and just being authentic, right? And that's what people like about us, like someone that actually understands what they're going through, right? Um, but if you do want to reach out to me on a more personal level, feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn um, and find me. Uh, I'm definitely able to connect with people. Awesome. Awesome. John, thank you so much for being on the show today. Enjoy Canada. I haven't been there in six months now. I'm still here in Italy and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks a lot, De Niro. I had a great, a lot of fun. Thank you. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at denierob, D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B. And I will send you the direct link to the review section. And to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again. And I will talk to you again soon.